Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Founders Launchpad podcast. This is the weekly podcast where we talk about everything that's involved in starting up a new business for the first time in the UK. I want to start with a little apology because we've been off the air for the last four weeks. It was a crazy uh, few busy weeks of um, client work and work with the business, so we had to pause the podcast, unfortunately. But apologies, crisis averted, we are now back. Phew. And very happy to be back and talking with you. So today, we are going to be talking about mindset and specifically the type of mindset that you should have as an entrepreneur when you're starting a business. So mindset is a term that's thrown around a lot. You hear a lot of people talking about it online. You hear things like, growth mindset, you hear things like grind set. But I thought it'd be a helpful thing to discuss because entrepreneurship is hard and to get through and to succeed, you're going to need to have the right mindset to see you through. Having the right mindset is not a guarantee of success, but it's a massive step in the right direction. It's going to help you weather a lot of storms and respond to things in the right way. For me, having the right mindset is kind of two things. One hand, it's simply being prepared, open, realistic about the mental struggles that you're going to likely have to face and likely going to have to deal with. So being open-minded about coming in it with open eyes about the types of challenges you're going to have as you go through your business journey. The second thing is then about how you choose to respond to those incidents when they do happen and the stories you tell yourself about them when they occur. And that kind of sums up the mindset thing for me. At the end of the day, we can't do anything more than our best. And when we're dealing with the external, so be that customers or suppliers or contractors or whoever it is, there is so much outside of our control. And you're going to need to understand that and have a pretty positive way of viewing those things as you go through your journey. So I thought the way we could structure this episode is in a couple of parts. The first part, I want to talk about what are some of the like the mindset difficulties you're going to come across, so some of the mental challenges that you're going to have. Next, I want to talk about some of the mindset pitfalls in popular culture, a bit of a tongue twister there, mindset pitfalls in popular culture. So what are some of the weird things people say online and some of the kind of probably like false narratives you have around actually the reality of the mindset? And then I thought I might finish with kind of some of my rules, actually, like some of the things that I apply to help me through the process. So without further ado... Let's dive in and get into it. So I started by jotting down like what are all the difficulties, like mental challenges I thought you will come across when you're starting a business. So I did a bit of a list and there were kind of eight things that I came across. There might be slightly less or slightly more depending on who you ask. But these were kind of my thoughts on like what the types of things you're going to come across. So I thought I could discuss these one by one, talk about like why they occur and also like some of the ways that you can deal with them. So the first one is... Uh, fear of failure. So this is what stops you starting your business in the first place. It might be that, you know, you even have a sound business process or a sound business idea, but there's an underlying fear in you of what if it fails? Like, what am I going to say to you, like my other half? Or am I going to have to go back to my job with my tail between my legs? There's a like a pride angle there. There's a self-esteem angle. And that can be quite off-putting for a lot of people. And it's a shame because it is the thing that stops them starting. Another thing quite closely linked to this is procrastination. So you kind of skirt around the subject of starting or you kind of get stuck in a paralysis analysis and you never really have a trigger point for when to start. I think with both of these things, you want to approach it like your boss has asked you to do this as a project. So you do a little, you do some analysis, you'd come up with a sound plan. And then when you thought you were at a point where it was sound and you had your ducks in a row, you then pull the trigger and get on with it. So you need to think about it in that way. Otherwise, there really, there can really be the temptation to deliberate and keep pushing back that starting point just almost indefinitely. The next one is disappointment in dealing with setbacks. So setbacks are part and parcel of starting a business 
unfortunately, they're going to happen. At the start, there's going to be a bunch of them. Maybe it's not being able to get the license you need or the staff you need or the premises you're after or delays in getting your product prototype, whatever it is, there's going to be a bunch of setbacks and being open and acknowledging that those are going to happen can make them a little bit easier to deal with when they do happen. You can also go, yeah, this isn't a chance to learn as well from a practical point of view. What could I have done differently? Are there any things that were within my control or within my approach that we could have changed to make this a bit easier? Link to this one as well is also the, the stress from unexpected events. So you get these curveballs things not working out, uh, things not going to plan. And that can be very stressful. If you've come from perhaps like an employee environment where things are a little bit more planned, a bit more consistent, you maybe don't have these unexpected events occurring as often or um, it's your boss who picks them up. Well, now it's you as the owner. So finding ways to manage that stress from the start is really important because that's a skill you're going to want to have um, throughout the life of your business. Being able to deal with those, being able to deal with that stress is really important. The next one is the personal and financial exposure you feel when you start a business at times it can feel like really exposing you know if you're still a few months away from launch bringing any income in or you look at your business and it's bringing like very little cash or only like a very small margin that can feel quite exposing and it takes a bit of grit to kind of stick to the course and stick to the plan and go yep i need to give it the time i need to be patient for the money to start coming in that's part of the process so keeping that in mind it can be tough another one that I guess not many people speak about, but it is a bit of a thing. It's just probably some of the loneliness that you can feel as a business owner, especially at the start where you don't have a team yet, you don't have any colleagues. And there's not really anyone else who kind of gets what you're going through. Even your spouse or your family might not fully understand what it's like. So you can feel a bit lonely when you're in that process. Just know that it slowly, it, it does end, especially when you start um, working with others and getting a team and maybe getting mentors or getting partners. It gets a lot better. On the friends and family one, there's a couple of things you'll have to deal with or might have to deal with. It can be a lack of support from them or maybe limited support or support with a time limit. There's only so long your other half might perhaps tolerate you not having income coming in or working all these hours. So you might not get the support you need from friends and family. Um, hopefully that it's there, but it's not always consistent. The other one actually is even resistance from friends and family. So you might have people that are actually trying to stop you doing it or encourage you not to do it. Maybe they're worried that you're taking too much of a risk. Maybe they think you're throwing away a good job. Maybe they think your idea is stupid or they don't understand it. But that can be quite hard having the people closest to you tell you that it's a bad idea. Hopefully you've done the work and the research on your business ideas so that you can be confident and perhaps you can explain to them why you're doing it. Or even if you can't change them, you won't change their minds, you at least know yourself. Yep, you've got a solid plan and there's a reason why you're taking the risk. You're taking it's a calculated risk and you think that there's the upside worth of doing it. And what's the so what with all of these things? Like why why do you want to discuss these points? Well, because if you can go in with open eyes about with knowledge that all of these things might happen to you. When they do happen, you can be ready for them and you can go, yeah, I was kind of expecting there were going to be a couple of weeks where I was going to, well, some time where I was going to be quite stressed or there's going to be a point where I feel a bit lonely on my own or I knew there was going to be a bit of resistance from friends and family. You can deal with that and you can be ready to deal with that. The next thing I wanted to talk about was some of the mindset pitfalls in popular culture because it is one of those topics that everyone's got an opinion on and to be fair, I'm adding fuel to the fire with doing a podcast on it. Yeah, it's one of these topics that you get a lot of people talking about some really good advice and then just some terrible advice. So here are some of the more strange and poor pieces of advice I've heard. And I thought I'd just probably call them out and add a bit of perspective. 
The first one is kind of the, like the hustle culture. So the idea that everything has to be a grind, everything has to be really hard. And if you're not working all hours of the day and sacrificing everything, you're not doing it properly. That isn't true at all. There are, without a doubt, times uh, setting up a new business where it is really hard, as we've talked about some of those things already. And there are times where you do have to work long hours. But the overarching experience of setting a business should not be over, just should not be pain and suffering. It should not be working all hours of the day. If you're working all hours of the day, something's going wrong with how you're managing your time. You're being unrealistic about your expectations or you're not delegating effectively or you're doing all of the above. Likewise, not everything has to be a grind. Um, not everything should be super difficult. You as a business owner should be think, have a process mindset and you should be going, how can we scale this? How can we make things repeatable? How can I start to get tasks off my plate? How can I delegate? How can we automate? So this idea that you're just doing everything and cranking the handle is not the right way to be. Linked to this, there's a bit of a culture of like, just sacrifice sleep and work all hours and you can cut back on your sleep and that's a strategy you can use that's not a strategy sleep deprivation is is not a good approach to use to building a business it kind of comes back to my point earlier if you're finding that you're having to do ridiculous hours i think you need to go back to the drawing board and assess your timelines assess what you're trying to achieve and assess how well you're delegating kind of on a serious note like long-term sleep deprivation has like a scientific causal link to things like alzheimer's cancer obesity diabetes it's not a good strategy if you take that approach you're just building bad habits for yourself if you eventually have a team you're going to be quite difficult to work with if you're working all the time don't expect that the team you hire is going to want those hours as well. They're going to want the more normal hours. So yeah, it's not a good habit to get into using sleep deprivation as a strategy. It's not. It's an occasional thing you can use if there's a deadline that just has to be done. Otherwise, just make sure you're planning properly and managing your time properly. The next weird thing you see online is like the manifestation idea. So the idea that if you just think about something enough or if you want something enough, you can conjure it up or it will slowly manifest in time for sure you have to be motivated and you have to want the thing you're working on but whether something fails or not or works or not isn't just how hard you wanted it it's the approach you take it's your logic it's your strategy it's is your business sound is your business idea sound those are the things that kind of determine success it's quite a toxic idea that if something didn't work it's because you didn't want it enough like all of us as entrepreneurs want our business to work I think something like 60% of them are going to fail in the first three years. That doesn't mean that those 6% just didn't want them enough. There's some fundamental reasons at play elsewhere why they didn't work. So if your business is failing, don't be chastising yourself or working yourself into the ground because you feel like, oh, it's just you don't want it enough. That's not the case. So if you ever hear anyone talking about the idea that you can manifest something from your mind, I'd recommend kindly discounting that as a view. The other one is just an, an unbalanced lifestyle. Look, everyone's free to choose kind of what they spend their week doing. And if you love your work and it's the thing that gets fired up, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised if you want to spend more time on it than most. But yeah, don't neglect the other things in your life, your, your the friends in your life, the family in your life, your health particularly, uh, your hobbies, your interests. Ideally, if you're starting a business, you're in it for the long haul, you know, years, decades possibly. So it's good to start as you mean to go on and, and, and approach your business with an element of balance so that you've still got those other areas of your life to sustain you, give you energy, importantly, give you a break from work as well, just so your mind can clear a bit. And when you come back to it, you're fresh. The other one you see is 
a lot online is like over optimism. You see this a lot in the selling you see for things like courses or oh, how I built this business in just four weeks, things like that. Um, take those with a massive pinch of salt. It's rare. It's very easy. And there's that like iron triangle of quality, time, cost. If something's done very quickly, well, it's because probably the quality was very low or they spent a lot of money. So just don't get suckered in by too much over optimism from anyone. Yeah, that's one. Final one from me, linked a little bit to over-optimism, but just is impatient, thinking everything can happen very quickly. These things often do take a long time, even if the initial build for a business might be three months. I'm sure the individual's probably been thinking about it, doing little bits of research, doing little bits of shaping for a year before that point. These things are typically a long process. So don't be suckered in by kind of any narrative that can be super quick. On the flip side, do what you can to make in an efficient and fast process. Um, every month your business isn't up and running, is is a month of lost revenue, is a you've got that compounding effect which you're missing out on. So you shouldn't take more time than you need to, but just appreciate that these things do take time and, and be aware with that. Cool. So those are my mindset pitfalls. Keep an eye out for those. I'm sure there are others, but those are some of the main ones that that jump out. So good to be aware of when you're, you know, you're doing your own work. You don't get too uh, suckered in or disheartened by some of those things that you see online, often on social media. Um, all right. I thought I might finish with my rules. So what are the things that I do? Um, what are the techniques that help me? This is going to be different for everyone. You know, what suits your personality? What things are important to you? But I thought I'd share mine. If there's any of these you, you like, feel free to um, take them. So one of my rules is physical health first. So I'm not going to do anything to detriment my long-term health for kind of short-term gain. It's a real false economy. So that means, you know, don't spend your career skipping out on going to the gym or exercising because it gives you a few extra hours a week when the downside is, you know, you affect your overall life expectancy or you're knackered by the time you come to the end of your career. Like life and work is a is a long game. So treat your health with a lot of respect on a short term basis as well. If you're well rested, you're well slept, you're just going to be so much sharper, so much more creative uh, rather than just dragging your ass into work, being tired and being underslept. So put your health first. That's my um that's something that's really helped me. Next one is having a bit of a growth mindset. This gets thrown around a lot, but it's basically just the idea that you try and see f- challenges as failures as an opportunity for growth. You, you recognize that you can develop your intelligence, you can develop your abilities versus a fixed mindset where you go, oh, I can't change my abilities or I can't change my, my level of knowledge. These things are fixed, which isn't very helpful. So appreciate that you can continue to grow and you can continue to develop yourself. And that's great because when challenges do come along, I'm not saying like be toxically positive, but if a challenge does come along or a problem, you have something that doesn't quite work out, just learn from it and then incorporate those lessons into your ways of working and then you will slowly grow and get better from it. Next one is be honest with yourself, big one, especially when you're planning, when you're budgeting, when you're thinking about how much you can get done. Um, Just be realistic about how long stuff is going to take and what's required. Um, Be honest with your customers, um, the ads you write with your suppliers, just don't you know, pull the wall over anyone's eyes um, and you know, then you don't have to worry about anything I'm about to bite you and you can you can sleep easy at night. Next one, have patience. So yeah, things can take a while. Uh, just recognize that and try and treat it with patience. Be ready for setbacks. So know that um, setbacks are going to come along. But again, if you go in with a growth mindset, they're a really good learning opportunity. There's an expression, you know, like fail fast. So mistakes do happen. Things don't go to plan, but just 
work out why and incorporate those changes into your ways of working and you'll become instantly better and instantly more effective and those problems won't happen and you'll be able to be a bit smarter next time and know that you know how you respond to setbacks is kind of what what shapes your story really so when things go wrong like how do you respond to it what's the story you tell yourself in in response to someone like in response to things it's kind of the most important angles to take away so that's my that's my view on mindset um it's really important for entrepreneurs it's really important for people starting businesses it's a lot it can be a long old slog so just coming in being positive having some practical ways uh, to deal with some of the mental challenges is really important a couple of pieces of extra reading if you fancy it really good one is a book called happy by darren brown i think i posted this on my instagram before it's basically a book on stoicism and it kind of covers some of the things i've i've talked to about today but essentially you know it talks about things are going to happen there's so much that's outside of your control but it's how you react to that and the stories you tell yourself are ultimately the most important there's a book called managing oneself by peter drucker it's more of a journal it's quite short but this just goes through it basically encourages you to look at like what are the things that you do well what things you don't do well including some of the ways you think so if you can have a good knowledge of yourself and what your pitfalls are then you can respond to that and prepare for that um check out any basic books on the cbt so that stands for cognitive behavioral therapy it's a therapy technique but it's a useful thinking technique in general it's the idea that negative kind of patterns of thought can lead to um like negative emotions so on the flip side if you can have a productive and positive way of thinking about things that happen that can affect your emotional state um you don't necessarily need to be in therapy or have any particular issues for this to be relevant for you but just go on amazon there's loads of books on cbt but it's just helpful uh, thinking techniques which will help you become more resilient and then the final book on which is on sleep and the importance of sleep is a book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Um, I'm a really big fan of this book as it just explains in simple and scientific terms why it's important for us to get a good night's sleep. Sleep has kind of got a bit of a bad rep, I think in part from this kind of like hustle culture, but it's so important that you're just, you're treating yourself right and getting enough sleep. It's going to help you in the short term. You're going to be so much more creative and intelligent when you go into work. And it's going to help you in the long term with your overall health and just longevity of your your career and your kind of your healthy life. So, um, yeah, read that or um, check out Blinkist, which has, I think, um, a shortened summary of it as well. So you can get the main points. Cool. All right. It's really good, good to be back on the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and you can subscribe to the podcast as well. Thank you very much for listening and I will be back with you next week. Bye-bye.